is on the shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Krona's the sideline, 10-5, and an Indian touchdown. That'll put the icing on the cake. To the pros. Deep left center field, Isbell sprints over into the gap, dives, and he made the catch. Whoa, Kyle Isbell out of nowhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. McCutcheon, who hits one off of Junior's glove, and the Royals will get a double play. Pitch is sent in the air to right. Dealing with the wind, Acuna coming in, still coming in, still coming in, can't get there. It bounces by him. Nolan Jones is going to score, and the Rockies tie the game at two. Third and 14, four-man rush. Stetson throws the ball. It's going to be intercepted. Intercepted, and that is Isang Bassey. That's his third of the preseason. Isang Bassey with another interception. But they're going to go to the single side. They want Justin Ross trying to hang on to the ball. He does so on a one-on-one route to the near side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Justin Ross, his second touchdown of this preseason. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Back and at it on the Morning Blitz on 1025 Rock, the Rocking M app, and WKSRadio.net. So glad you could join us here on this August the 29th. We need to count down the month of August. Just three days left. Another pretty nice day on tap today. 86 degrees, expected high through the tri-state region. Temperatures could reach into the 90s in some spots, but we're going to stay positive and optimistic, say temperatures stay in the 80s today before we warm back up starting into tomorrow and uh, and Thursday with much warmer temperatures on the horizon, temperatures back into the low 90s, mid-90s for the foreseeable future through the rest of the week and into the Labor Day weekend. But uh, glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. And if, as always, you want to be part of the program, we'd love to hear from you through our text line, our number 785-899-2222. Give us your, uh, give us your thoughts, comments, whatever it may be here on this Tuesday show. Uh, today's show, and for the next couple of shows, we're going to be very heavy with interviews. We wrap up our high school football previews, getting it done before the football season begins on Friday. I mean, we've got a busy slate of guests coming up here over the next few days on the show. We'll have two guests today. Golden Plains head football coach Travis Smith going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll have a quick interview with Tri-Plains Brewster head football coach in his first year, Chris Kirk, uh, who joined the who visited with me yesterday. Uh, so we'll play that quick interview with him. A very interesting situation, Triplanes Brewster, where Chris Kirk was not planning on coaching football this year, but because they didn't get anybody hired to fill positions, he had to fill in and, and to and do the f- football coaching. And this is a guy who uh, has this is his first time coaching. He played some in high school, but uh, you know didn't. Now he's got a, a decently talented Triplanes Brewster team with some a lot of kids back, and uh, they're playing you know six man football again this year and. You know, the players are kind of teaching the coach sometimes a little bit uh, there at Triplane Spurster. So it's an interesting situation, which we will get more to here coming up uh, in the back end of the show. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be visiting with John Betts of Kansas Pregame Magazine. We'll also be visiting with Colby High School head football coach Ryan Mosier, getting his thoughts 
in before they kick off their season against Ulysses as the Tigers come to town on Friday. Uh, and then we will get to Michael Brunts, I think, coming up on Thursday from Huskers 24-7 Sports, talking about Nebraska football as they kick off the season Thursday at Minnesota. Uh, and then we will uh, also visit with Jordan Mosier and hopefully get Connor Nickel on as well still to uh, wrap up this week. So we got a busy, busy rest of the week to kind of get all of our high school experts and coaches in uh, and still keep you updated with what's going on with college football, of course, officially kicking off with week one uh, starting on Thursday with a couple big games, Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, Utah, another big one on Thursday. And there are some other ones as well. Uh, so speaking of college football, that's where we're going to start our first segment off today is there was some news coming out of the Kansas football camp with Lance Leipold meeting with the media yesterday. I don't think it was a big shocker um, or a, it's just a, a big stunning piece of information that news came out that Jalen Daniels, star quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, it was announced that he is expected to start the season opener against Missouri State on this coming Friday night, the 1st, after he's been dealing with a back injury through most of fall camp that has limited him. But Lance Leipold said Monday that uh, he hasn't practiced a lot, but he went through everything today, and we're planning on playing everyone who is available against Missouri State. Uh, that's what Lance Leipold said about Jalen Daniels, who once again was the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. And so that was that was good news. Here, here's here's a couple thoughts on that. J- Jason Bean, the backup quarterback, got a lot of reps. You know, whether it was last year when when uh, Jalen Daniels was was out of the lineup and he got a lot of reps. And he's also gotten a lot of reps in the spring because, you know, Daniels was recovering from a shoulder injury and he got a lot of reps here in the fall because of back injury for Jalen Daniels. And this is no offense to Missouri State. I don't know what to expect of Missouri State. I do believe that it was, I think it was Bobby Petrino and he's still, now I don't know. He's not the head coach. I don't know if he's still the coach there anymore or not. I know he said he's the offensive coordinator, I think, at Texas A&M. Nonetheless, I think he was at Missouri State. Uh, last year. And so I, I don't know what to expect out of Missouri State. I still expect Kansas to win this game, but here's my thought on this whole ordeal. Why not be extra safe and keep your star back for one game and save him for a much bigger game against Illinois the following week? Why push him and rush him back if he's been dealing with an injury that's limited pretty much all of fall camp? Now, wouldn't you just like to give him that extra time? Jason Bean has got game experience. He's got He's been leading this team in, in fall camp. Why not let him get the start and play in this game against Missouri State that I think you guys can win without Jalen Daniels and with Jason Beam at the, being at the helm? Why can't you do that? that? That's one question I would guess think about if I was Lance Leipold, who said they're going to go with Jalen Daniels. Look, Jalen Daniels is a game changer. We, we all know that. We saw it all last season. He is a game changer. But here's the other thing. When you don't have your game changer, your team isn't as spectacular. And that's no offense to Jason Bean. But, I mean, when Jalen Dan- Daniels and the Jayhawks got off to a 5-0 and start last year, and then Daniels got hurt in the TCU game when game day was there, remember, and they ended up losing 38-31, that was the start of what was to follow Seven losses out of their next eight ball games. 
Now, Jalen Daniels did return a little bit later on in the season after missing a few games. But that's my point. This is your best player. He makes kind of the world go round a little bit when it comes to your offense. He makes it all run. Why risk the chance that he takes a weird hit in the Missouri State game and he's out for another three or four weeks when maybe you could give him a week's rest, he could get even more healed up so then he's ready for this upcoming the, the, the rest of the season, especially against a weaker p- opponent in Missouri State? That's just a thought. That's just a thought I guess I would have if I was if I was Lance Leipold. Nothing against Jalen Daniels. He's, he's our quarterback, but we're going to rest him, give him one more week of rest. And maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they're playing coy. Maybe they don't want to let people know that we're going to have Jason being under center. But that'd be kind of my thought because this KU football team, is it's, it's going to be a more difficult year. You know, making predictions here real quickly on, you know, over under, uh, you know, the win total. And I was looking at this last night, uh, according to uh, Vegas Insider and all their different betting opportunities that you have. I was looking at, uh, if it'll let me do this, I guess. I was trying to type this here, but for some reason it's not letting me. But there we go. But I was looking at, at you know, the odds totals for Kansas and Kansas State on the win totals. And certain depends on where you're at, some places. But you've got Kansas sitting at around, right now, the win total, depending on where you're at, it's about six to six and a half wins. Six and a half wins. That's a court. That's as of today, or as of yeah, as of today, about six and a half wins is where the odds sit right now for for Kansas. And here's my thought on that: you're going to have a much more. I think you're having a more difficult schedule than you did last year. I just think you are. I think you're. I think I think you can get the win against Missouri State. I think you're going to suffer a loss against Illinois. We'll see. But Illinois is going to be a very tough and physical team. You're at Nevada. I think you can win. I love, the BYU game is kind of a, t- a toss-up. They're a physical football team. They love to run the football. That's a toss-up game to me. You're probably going to lose at Texas. I think you can beat UCF. You match up well against them. You're going to split the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. Uh, you're going to win one of those, lose one of those, in my opinion. You're going to beat Ohio State or Iowa State on the 4th because they have they're playing a whole bunch of kids they were not expected to play due to the gambling scandals there in Iowa. Texas Tech is going to more than likely be a loss. So will Kansas State more than likely be a loss. And Cincinnati can probably get a win. So you've got one. There's So if you look at the schedule, you can get there's one and one. Give you the benefit of the doubt. You start off three and one, three and two, four and two, five and three. You know, I, I like I said, if I give you the benefit of the doubt, I can get you to seven wins if, if I'm Kansas. But for some reason, I don't know why I feel this way. Jalen Dana is a special player, and they need him, and I think he's going to get hurt again at some point in time this year. He's already starting the year hurt. He probably will get hurt again. And so I think they're probably going to get to about six wins. You know, so if, if they're sitting at six and a half, I guess I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to get to six wins. It's a more difficult schedule, even though they bring everybody back and they are more, uh, everybody knows more about them. They're not going to catch people off guard this year. I just feel like six wins is where they're going to get. I think they'll make a bowl game, but I think six wins. So if you're looking at six and a half, if that's the number that Vegas is putting out right now, I would take the under.
I think Kansas is probably going to get to uh, six and six. I think you're, like I said, you're probably looking at losses to Illinois, maybe BYU, Texas, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State. One of those two. I don't think both. Texas Tech, Kansas State. You're probably going to lose those games. You can get wins against Cincinnati, Iowa State, either Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, UCF, Nevada, and Missouri State. So, once again, if the number's at six and a half, I've got Kansas at six. That's where I sit right now, about a six and six team. And it, the, the, the team is super talented. They return a lot of guys. That's what makes it hard to say six and six is what it's going to be. But the schedule is more difficult this year, in my opinion. It's more difficult. So I'm going to stay under the six and a half at six and six. And once again, if Jalen Daniels gets dinged up at some point in time in the year, that number could change. Now, if he stays healthy the entire, that could change too. But I, I, I'm leaning more on the thought that it's probably going to be possibly getting dinged up. He's not even going to start the season healthy, and that's a tough part there. So, once again, that was news that, that came out yesterday from Lance Leipold. Um, you know, they released the the depth chart, and I'm not going to go diving into depth charts for, for Kansas, and they did it at Kansas State, too. I'm not going to go diving into that. It did get me thinking, though, a little bit about the quarterback situation with Jalen Daniels, clear to start the opener, and then they were talking about Will Howard a little bit. Who is more important to their team? Like, who is more important? If Jalen Daniels goes down with an injury, if Will Howard goes down with an injury, which team crumbles the most? And once again, I think I go back to Jalen Daniels a little. Even though, I don't know, that's a hard part. Honestly, because Jason Bean has a lot of experience and could be pretty, a pretty, pretty good backup, pretty reliable backup. Then you've got Kansas State who, you know, they... Adrian Martinez went down. Will Howard came in last year, and Will Howard didn't give up the role. And then Will Howard is um, Will Howard is done this year, and or Will Howard is going this year. And then you've got what Jake Rubley behind him, possibly Avery Johnson. It was an or at the quarterback spot I saw for the backup spot. So I I, I don't know. Um, I would say probably Jalen Daniels is more important than Will Howard for some reason um, to their team. I feel like Kansas is a completely different team. And, and honestly, you would say that about the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year. He goes down, your team's not going to be the same. Well, Howard goes down, you can still find Rubley or Avery Johnson to go back there and hand the ball off to Giddens and Trishon Ward and distribute some short passes. I think you can do that. And once again, the offensive line for Kansas State, one of the best in the country. And that makes it so much easier on a quarterback. And that's no offense to Kansas's offensive line who returns all but, what, one, one, maybe two guys? So, you know, I don't know. I just, I was, that got me thinking. And I guess I would, if I was, if I was asked that question, who's more important to team success, I would say Jalen Daniels is. Even though Jason Bean is a more experienced, better backup than what K-State has, uh, I think K-State just has more better pieces around, especially up front. To have more success. But Jalen Daniels is what makes that offense hum. And once again, that goes back to my original point. You really want him to be healthy all through the season. You really want him to do that. Uh, and, then, and then just to kind of finish up here, a thought. Just looking at kind of over-unders for Kansas State. You know, then K-State's predicted it at some spot. At some spots, it's kind of interesting to see Kansas State. Some people think that Kansas State is sitting at around uh, eight and a half. Some are at... Seven and a half, you know, if you go to, according to like FanDuel and BetMGM and, uh, I forget what the other one is there, but uh, those, 
you know, those numbers, they're sitting around eight, seven and a half, eight for Kansas State this year. And last, last year, going 10 and four, stumbled against Tulane, but honestly, I don't even think you want to consider that a stumble considering how good Tulane was last year. Just didn't know it at the time. But I think they can get a win against, they'll probably beat Southeast Missouri. They'll probably beat Troy, although I think that Troy game will be decently competitive, but I still think they get the win. I think they'll win at Missouri. I just don't think Missouri has enough. UCF, I don't I don't love their chances in that or I don't uh, love UCF chances, Kansas State, even though UCF plays fast and I think Kansas State will probably control the ball there. You know, I, I really think Kansas State can get off to a five and zero start. I really do. Southeast Missouri, Troy, Missouri, uh UCF, Oklahoma State I think they win all those games to start the year. Then they go to Texas Tech. I think that's gonna be hard. I think they could stumble there. Um, I think they can probably beat TCU in Houston. So right there, you're looking at a 7-1 and record going into November. Um, probably a loss at Texas. There's 7-2, and 8-2 and two for Baylor. I think you win at Kansas and Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, eight eight and a half seems like a pretty low number for Kansas State, in my opinion. Especially if they can stay healthy, that seems like a pretty low number. When you go diving into the schedule and you look at this, I don't see why they could not. I mean, even if they have a weird stumble, I still think they're at nine because I don't think they're going to lose to Iowa State. They're, I don't think they're going to lose to Baylor. Don't think they're going to lose to TCU and Houston. I mean, I think those are four games that you feel really good about. And then you throw in Troy and Southeast Missouri. I think those are games you feel good about. That's already six. Uh, and Missouri, there's seven. And then you're telling me you can't pick something up against Oklahoma State or Kansas for sure like that to get to that eight win or seven eight win mark. So yeah, I, I don't know how you can't get can't take the over there on eight if you're Kansas State eight and a half. I mean that seems like easy money, and I know Riley Gates, a good friend of the program, thinks that too. You know, eight and a half seems like easy money. Kansas State can get back to 10 wins. I, I don't know if they're going to play for a Big 12 title this year. I, I, You know, last year things had to happen for them to do that. You know, they had to get some help from some other teams, and they got that help. I don't know if that'll happen again this year. They might be, ten, they might be a 10-win 10 10 team this year again, but they, stay, they may not be playing for a Big 12 title. Might not be. We'll see. Depends on how it all shakes out. You add more teams to the mix— there's just more opportunities for stumbles and things like that for everybody. But I think if you're looking at over and unders, you know, I think you've Kansas State the benefit out, they're going to be uh, probably plus eight and a half, over eight and a half, pretty easy. I just, I'd be surprised if they weren't. And really, the only thing that happening is a couple of things. They suffer some bad injuries to the offensive line. Will Howard is dinged up for a while. You take those two points out, I think you're really going to be in a tough spot. Otherwise, and, and who knows, maybe that defensive front seven doesn't develop as, as quickly as the, Joe Klinderman, the defensive corner, would like it to be. So we'll see. That's, But I still think the way the way the schedule plays out for Kansas State, what they have returning, I think this is probably going to be, I feel very comfortable saying over eight and a half wins. Very comfortable. So, got people texting in saying 10 wins, and hey, I can see the path to that for sure. Absolutely can. But I'll say the over is eight and a half, and 
you know, going back to Kansas where they're at six, six and a half, you know, if they're at six and a half, I'm going to take the under. I think I'm looking at a six and six season. I just, I feel, I feel in my gut that something's going to happen to Jalen Daniels. He'll be dinged up for a while. That's going to cause them to lose some games that they possibly could win with him under center. And their schedule's more tougher this year than it was last year. And so give me around the six at this point in time. When I look at when I look at uh, Kansas. So there you go. Just some few thoughts on college football as we get going here on Friday. Once again, Kansas welcomes in Missouri State. And then Saturday, Kansas State kicking it off against Southeast Missouri. We'll have coverage, of course, on our sister stations. Hot Country 97.9, your home for the Kansas Jayhawks all season long. 100 point through the ride, your home for the K-State Wildcats. All right, we're right at the bottom of the hour. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we will continue our area football uh, previews. We'll be visiting with Golden Plains head football coach Travis Smith, who's going to join us next here on the Morning Blitz. Stick around. <laughs> 